Blog Talk Radio. Hey folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, before we get started today with uh, today's episode um, or, or the podcast, I just want to thank everybody who have um, who have all reached out uh, about my wife, Danny. Uh, yes, uh, she's she's got something called diverticulitis or something. I can't say it, but um, it's a problem in her intestines. She got real sick and had to go in the hospital. Got out for a week, then it it, it came back and I had to go in again. And um, everybody's been super sweet and super nice, um, you know, and, 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 and reaching out and whatnot. We're all doing the best we can. We, we really miss her here at home, but she, she needs to be in the hospital right now. And uh, there's just nothing about that we can do about that. Anyhow, um, she is there and uh, doing well. And I appreciate, like I said, everybody reaching out. Okay, thanks a lot, folks. And now it's on with the show. Here you go. folks, my guest today is Mr. John Garcia. He is the co-writer and director of a fantastic indie film uh, that I watched. And uh, matter of fact, I've, I've watched it twice. I watched it the first time myself, and then I watched it uh, with my wife, Danny, uh, before she, uh, you know, in that week period before, in between hospital visits. Um, she is really, really into cult uh, true crime and stuff, and I said, boy, have I got, she wanted to watch something like that, and I said, boy, have I got a movie for you, have I got a movie for you, and not only is there a cult, uh, there's also a Bigfoot, so, uh, there you go, there you go, and, uh, we just really liked it, so, uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. John Garcia, here he is, John, how are you, my Hey, friend? I'm doing, I'm doing really I'm good, doing- it, it's, it's, it's release day, so you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm telling you, I imagine you're hitting that refresh button quite a bit today. Quite a bit yeah. today. Um. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I'm like, what are people saying about this movie that I just, this, you know, this, this, uh, this crazy, uh, crazy beautiful movie I just, uh, I just, I just made. You know, um, you know, you never know. You never know what people are going to think. So yeah, I'm pressing the refresh. Like, what are they saying? Um, people reaching out to me, like my my you know my mom reached out to me yesterday about it. You know she she normally is pretty quiet. You know when I when I release the film, right? Uh, but she's with this one. This one she watched it. She loved it. You know all the actors are, are reaching out to me. So it's uh it's a pretty exciting a pretty exciting day. We've had interviews all day, and, and I'm and I'm happy I got to I get to jump on with you and talk about it a little bit today too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know one of the interesting things I have I was always. Um, uh, when it comes to the paranormal stuff, I'm one of those people that that's usually have always been pretty skeptical of things, you know, and um, like, eh, you know, I guess I'll tell you in the Sasquatch slash Bigfoot cryptid mythology, whatever you want to call it, um, kind of turned me around on this. No, I didn't have a personal encounter or anything. But what I did do is I was uh, I, I had some I'm a, I'm not in the film business I'm a painter by trade uh, paint pictures of people and stuff I had a an art show in Portland, in uh, Oregon 
And then I had to another one following it up in Seattle. And, you know, I have all my paints and stuff with me, so you can't fly. And um, at the time, I wasn't driving, uh, so I was riding the Greyhound. I took a Greyhound bus from Portland, Oregon, up to Seattle. Not a big deal. Takes about a day. Um, but as you're driving, you look out the window, and you see this impenetrable, you know, forest that you, you're, suddenly you're like, you know, there absolutely could be something in there that no one has ever seen. Matter of fact, there could be a lot of things in there that no one has ever seen. I had never seen a forest that thick and um, that impressive. I um, so you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, my mind was changed a bit. You know, um, this film. I, I guess I think no, you're from that area, right? That's your neck of the woods. Oh, did I lose him? I might have lost him, folks. I might have lost him. Let's uh, let's no, try no, some things I'm here. here. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I had, I had some background noise. I had, had to put you on the mute for just one second. I, 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 oh, my no office is right by a, a train track. Yeah, no, I'm out here in the, you know, in the uh, Pacific Northwest, which is which is also considered uh, Bigfoot country. You know, um, you know, which which oh, goes, yeah? you know all the goes all the way from you know from Northern California, the Redwoods, all the way up to up to BC. You know, there's there's sightings up up here and and throughout those those regions. Uh, you know, um, that you hear about all the time. Of course, like there's a lot of, a lot of states actually in, uh, in North America that are, that are called like squatchy, you know, like they're, which is a term I, I, I learned as I got into the Bigfoot world, you know, making this film and researching and talking to people that have had sightings, et cetera, you know, that have, you know, that have all, all kinds of different beliefs in Bigfoot, whether it's metaphysical, interdimensional, uh, telepathic, or whether it's a primate that eats, sleeps, poops, lives in the woods, basically like a gorilla, you know, and so, um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, um, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, a lot of the West is still uninhabited, you know, a lot of it. You know, there's oh, yeah. vast spaces you go, you go, you know, that where, where humans don't even venture into. And, who, and who, who's to say what's in there, you know? You, you know what I mean? And, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot of sightings uh, out here in Clackamas County, I hear, which is right by, um, right by Portland, about 45 minutes away. It's like, it's the most. It's the most populated yet desolate uh, county um, in, in the state, and and there's and they you hear about sightings all the time. I I actually went went bigfooting with uh, with a small group of people right before we made the movie. I didn't know what bigfooting was. I didn't know that you went like at night, and it was kind of you know not only are you mm. looking out for for Sasquatch, you're looking out for for mountain lions and other things. You know what I mean? But it was uh it was an incredible experience. You know, going out there and watching these professionals that are full-time uh, Bigfooters, you know, yeah, these, these, these Bigfoot calls, you know, knocking on, on, a, on a tree and a hollow point on a tree with a, with a mallet and, you know, and uh, letting a, a knock reverberate wow. through the forest, waiting for a knock back from a Sasquatch, you know, it was, mm. pretty, it was pretty cool. Actually, I didn't experience that. Um, we had two parties. The other party that was with us, they actually did experience something. They actually had a, a knockback, which I, when, when, and when we when we reconvened with them after our our venture out there um, near Boring, Oregon, it was uh, they were a little bit frazzled, you know. So like, it seemed like they'd had a oh an yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty. Who it was pretty interesting. And we actually before we left, um, 
these, these trackers, they found uh, they found some footprints, you know, and, and some of them were harder oh. to to decipher than others, but there was actually one footprint that looked like a legit footprint. And, I was, you know, I walked out of there, oh, you know, man. kind of okay, like, I'm going to reserve some space, you know, for the reality yeah. of, uh, of a Sasquatch or more, you know, more than one. I'm telling you, I can picture the next John Garcia movie. He actually captures a Sasquatch and um, brings it to civilization and um, – <laughs> It gets scared from the flash. Oh, never mind. That plot's already been done um, with a big gorilla. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he wouldn't be that Funny. responsible. No, no. Anyhow, um, <laughs> no, no, this film's it, great. It, it, it kind of brought me oh, to the story I heard about uh, this. Um, it, it was a Bigfoot podcast, and they, and they started the podcast mm. talking about this big hairy creature that nobody had ever seen, you know, and it was actually, you think they're going to, they're going to talk about a Sasquatch, but they're actually talking about a gorilla. It was the first gorilla that came to America, you know, um, uh-huh. like early and people were just, you know, had never seen a creature like this, you know, and all the high class individuals were, you were going to this event to, you know, to see this creature that they'd, they'd never seen before, you know, and it's kind of, anyway, wow. you know, blow your mind. It would blow your mind. I'm telling you, um, Oh, man, that would be crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things mm-hmm. I liked about this is um, it gave me um, this mo- movie. I don't want people to think that this movie was dated by any means, because it really wasn't. This, this movie um, really could hold up in any, you know, uh, any era. Um, but as far as the vibe I was getting, it really reminded me of kind of those, those 1970s horror films, um, like like from Hammer and, and studios like that, that would um, kind of, I, I don't know, the, the term slow burn gets thrown around a little bit. But at first it was, but it really wasn't a slow burn because it pulls you in. The the opening act, um, you know, the, the, the I don't even, I'm sure there's a film, fancy film term for it. I don't know what it is. But it kind of introduces you to the world there and um, and the story uh, of those two that are, uh, you know, up to no good uh, in the forest, and then, you know, they're, they're come up in. Uh, <laughs> what was that, the first, like, minute and a half, you know, couple minutes of the film, and you're like, oh, shit. Um, you know, this, this isn't going to be, oh, I think it's a ghost. No, that was just the wind, you know. You, you definitely know it wasn't just the wind or something like that uh, after the first couple minutes, and you're hooked. Um, you know, and and you you really get involved with the characters, the two main characters, uh, some of the stuff they go through and, and and whatnot, and and I'll tell you folks, if you've ever been married or you've ever been in a serious relationship, you, you know stuff like that happens. Things happen, and you're trying your best, and and all of a sudden, you know, your wife makes friends with a bunch of weirdos, and uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, John. But, uh, That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. That lived that down happen. the road and Portland. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling. You, I'm not making too much. The, the funny thing is, I actually that isn't a, a, a fresh joke. I made that joke while we were watching the film, only because my wife owns a uh, a crystal business. They her and her partner they sell crystals. You know, we've got so many crystals in our house, John. I feel like Superman in the Fortress of Solitude. Um, there are crystals all over the place. Um, 
that notice when she's real sick right now, she's in the hospital. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, no, I, I fully support her and her beliefs and crystals and whatnot. But, um, yeah, meet and weirdo, meet and weirdo. This was a very cool cast of people. Um, now, did you know all these people, um, the actors who played them, or did you, like, do a, a, a casting call and all that? I did. I mean, it was it was a non-union movie, you know. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. it, we, you know, it's a low budget indie feature around 100 between 160 180 thousand dollars, you know. So, we 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 naturally couldn't afford a, a casting agent, you know, to do this thing. So, you know, I worked with a lot of folks I worked with before. I made this movie Lose here in Portland, um, and both Ernesto Reyes, who played Dean, um, Carla's husband, and also um, Jesse Tea, who played uh, Arlo, the cult leader. Uh, they were both in that film. Uh, it's a prison movie. It's also an LGBTQ film. Uh, mm-hmm. I worked with them before. I really wanted to work with them again, and and I and I I cast them. I cast both of them in this film. Um, Crystal, I met uh, through one of the executive producers, uh, William William Fernandez, and um, I mean she was just you know I was looking for Carla all over the place. You know I was same thing with Celeste, mm-hmm. you know, who's an aspiring aspiring cult leader. I was looking for these two actors, you know, in all the major agencies I could find in major American cities from, you know, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, of course, New York and LA, you'll find a lot of union folks, you know, so I had to look outside of those those cities, you know, so even in Louisiana, but, you know, I, um, I found Isabel, um, uh, Mathia who played the last, I found her at agency and, and uh, Chicago. And then I met Crystal through William and Crystal was, was just, it was, was this actress that had been in several, uh, regional and, local, um, you know, short films and plays in Miami. And the moment I met her, I was like, you know, I was looking for someone who's Latin American, you know, spoke some Spanish, you mm-hmm. know, had a, you know, just somebody who was, you know, had a lot of presence, of course, you know, and she, yeah, I mean, she's, she's one of the strongest. Knocked it out of the yeah. park? I've they ever, all did. The they, all, they were yeah. fantastic. Um, all of yeah. them. I believed these characters. I was into it, man. And, and, you know, and I'll tell you this, John, it, and I'm I, again. Excuse my. I don't know the proper film terminology, um, but I gave a shit about them. You know what I mean? I wanted to know more and and, and what was going to happen to them. I was invested in the in these characters, and um, and the reason that was was from their performance. You know, they 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 were into it, and um, and I was into it watching it. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, 
Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. It was uh, such a cool uh, concept and idea. And, you know, and there's always the story. Like I said, my wife watches a million of these cult um, crime shows, you know, and and whatnot. And, uh, you know, the goal in these are always the the time for the goal always comes and goes and and you feel kind of bad for these people in a way um some part of you does because you're like well i guess it didn't happen the end of the world what are you going to do now you know i mean that's pretty standard in any cult story you know um i don't want to give anything away i want people to watch this but that necessarily wasn't the case in your film (laughs) you know you're like holy shit it happened um crazy crazy and uh, yeah whoa yeah you know i I liked it it's not something you see all the time you know um and it was it was you know and, and then there's one scene you know where he um uh, the main character dean he's a writer and he's he's any of us in the creative field have been there we've all been there where you know you get a little stuck, and then he suddenly wasn't. His wife, I don't want to, again, I don't want to ruin anything, but I don't think I will by saying this. Um, his wife's pissed off at him for whatever reason. Got to watch the film, folks. Um, but then he, he breaks through <laughs> his block, and he's excited and, and pumped up and everything. And, and you see that, that, that 
fight in her in her mind that's going on because she just really wants to uh, to have that conversation. Um, but then again, she loves her husband, and he's you know in this positive path now. And and he, you know, what do you do? You know, and the way she walks off the scene in that, I, I believed it. I, <laughs> if you've ever seen a yeah. pissed off woman before, that's yeah, it. that's. that's- that's incredible. I don't know. It was. It was. It's like. It's like a guy. You know, it's like a guy having fun in his man cave, and his wife is just like, "What the hell are mm-hmm. you doing? There's a, it's a whole life outside of this." You know. Um. You know. Of course, he's an artist. That's just. Uh, you know, spending more time. You know, thinking about the next project and what it will be and what it'll mean for him and his life. You know, and because there, there is a, there is like a sub sub text and like a sub theme about legacy and like what we leave behind. You know. Um. As humans, as artists. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 there's and that's and, and then when he like, says that line, when he says that word, there's a particular scene where he says that word, and you're like, oh, that hurt me. Didn't need mm-hmm. to go there. Didn't need to go there. Yeah. Good. Yes. Oh man, that's good writing. That's good writing, John. Um, all of this was very good. I imagine as a director, um, it, it must have been difficult filming. Um, so many wood scenes, you know, in, in both day and night, the lighting had to be crazy. I mean, and changing continuously. Um, you, you rose to the task. You handled it real well. <laughs> Looks great. You know, <laughs> looks fantastic. Uh, Thank so, you. Yeah. It was hard yeah. to film outside. It was hard. It was hard doing all those exteriors. It was, um, it was really, really tough actually. Um, it was just, uh, you know, just, you know, you know they're having to run power and, and, you know, and hike out. You know, we, we filmed at this uh, place called Pendarvis Farm. It's where they hold pick-a-thon here in Portland. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, three-, four-day uh, music festival, and, and it's just mm. it's a work of art, the whole space. You know, it's like Burning Man. It's just what it feels like, you know. Um, you, know and, uh, it, you know, and it was about a, you know, it was a hike. It was a hike out to all these locations, um, you know, we, and thank God we could, you know, drive there in our cars. And, but, you know, we're running generators, you know, we're having to run back, to oh. get, you know, to get this and that if we, if we don't have it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you're dealing with the dust and you're dealing with outdoors and the sunlight and, and not to mention construction that's happening nearby, which was so crazy mm. and unpredictable. We try to film a lot of scenes that we could on the weekend, but we had to get through production. So I mean, I mean, it was just a lot of it was out of, out of our control. We and we also didn't have the budget to, you know, to have a twenty by you know uh, screen to block out the sun and all the things we might need. You know, it was it was tough. It was tough, but it also added to like the majestic you know uh, elements to the film. You know, because the, the film like the forest does have like a magic a magical quality to it. And we wanted to, we wanted to, to say that and we wanted to express that, which is with the cinematography. And a part of that was, was uh, Kevin and the way he approached that, you know, and the filters he used to kind of give us that dreamlike feel. So anything in the forest has kind of like a glow, a glow to it. Anything inside it uh, it didn't, you know, and so that's how we tried to differentiate that. And that was actually uh, Kevin's idea. And so, but it was difficult, definitely difficult. It took a lot out of us to film, uh, to film outdoors, pretty much 80 or 90% of the movie was outdoors, you know, and, and most of it during the day, because uh, in the evening, we, you know, we don't 
have a lot of, especially in the Northwest, we don't have a lot of uh, maybe six hours of, of, of dark, you know, in the summer, right. you know, going fall. And so, you know, we had only a limited amount of time to get some of these shots that we needed, you know, and um, not to mention we, you know, we only had a couple of facial applications for the Bigfoot suit that was lent to us, uh, um, uh, thankfully, by uh, Greg Hale, um, the, the producer of the Blair Witch Project from the 90s, the, uh, and the many other wonderful projects. Uh, projects, um, You know, he, he uh, made the movie exist, uh, Bigfoot film in 2014, uh, mm. you know, in a in addition to uh, to being a mentor uh, to us and and on horror films in general, creature motivation things I I didn't know about as someone new to to making horror films and creature features, it was nice. Um, it was it was pretty much you know what what the reason why we made the movie is because he was able to get us that suit from Exist, and that's the suit that we used in the film. And and it was like Amazing. there was only two of those applications for uh, facial applications left the latex was getting old we had two opportunities to get close-ups on bigfoot and so we had to be careful mm. when we used the applications and they they were good they were they were really good i mean they were they were, they like latex was getting old but they still were holding up and so uh it's pretty incredible there's a lot a lot a lot of a lot against us in this thing you know um but oh. we we made it work yeah, so. I'm telling you, John, I have all kinds of friends, and I have a particular group of friends that are horror nuts, you know, and uh, they're almost hard to watch a movie with because they're, they're so, you know, that guy's spleen didn't blow up the correct, I'm like, how the hell do you know what a spleen looks like blowing up, you know, but they're those people, they, that, that's, that's your crowd, that's a crowd that's out there, folks, seriously, and they are into it, you know, and they, they use words like, Canon and blah blah blah, you know, it's, it, it gets a little tedious, but I will. They are going to be super. Oh man, that was I don't know if everybody heard that. I guess we got a storm coming in here, big time thunder. Uh, settle down, May Wing, it's okay. That's my dog, anyway. Um, what I was going to say is, you know, this crowd will be super pleased because they're diehard practical uh effects people, you know, and. The, the the Bigfoot creature in this, in the creature feature, that was all practical, as you were saying. It, it was someone in a suit, but man, it, it looked good. It looked good, baby. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison 
Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. That did not look like a, a, a suit. And I loved the twist you put on your creature. I, I don't want to say what it is because I want people to have the same surprise and, and creepiness because I have not seen a Bigfoot. Uh, creature movie uh, with the creature portrayed uh, in that way. <laughs> in that way, I yeah. liked it. And I'm talking about the red ring. And folks, when you see the movie, you'll you see a particular person who wears a red ring, and then you're like, oh, oh, and oh, yeah, it yeah, it was very second. creepy. It does, I, I and then you're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it was, that was great, man. That was great. I, uh, uh, as an, someone in the audience, thank you. You know, that, that was cool to be. I was 
I kept getting surprised in this in this film, and um, because you know you watch a creature feature horror film, you, if you're of a certain age, you've seen a bunch of these, you're like, ah, I know what's going to happen. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's different. You know, Fantastic. There was a review yesterday that, that, that talked about, like, if you're – this film might be, uh, you know, great for people who aren't necessarily horror fanatics. You know, it might be good for, like, people who, who aren't, like, big, you know, horror film fans, uh, and which I, I thought was kind of cool. You know, hopefully hopefully the, the horror audience supports it as well. It's not it's not your typical horror film with, you know, scare after scare after scare. That's not, that's not just our mm. – currency that we have throughout the film there's, there's you know there's other there's things happening there's di- dynamics there's relationships there's um you know um there's the cult there's dean and carla you know who moved next to the cult and and you know and sasquatch has her own story as well in, in some ways you know absolutely uh, absolutely yeah. and hell john there's even an elephant in one scene um there is <laughs> there is get out of me <laughs> <laughs> And that was Candarvis Farm. That was just that was there, you know. And I remember somebody pointing out to me, "I like that. I like the elephant." I was like, "Yeah, there was an elephant there. Jesus Christ, you know." Uh, all right. Yeah. You know it's going to be creepy. I'll tell you one of the creepiest scenes after um, our our protagonist. Well, I guess he's the protagonist, maybe the, the second protagonist in the film. Um, Dean, the writer, sees that Carla is missing in the home. And, and goes and finds her and finds her and, of course, isn't happy. Um, I get it. I get it, you know. Again, mm-hmm. uh, wife with weirdo friends, man. <laughs> Anyhow, mm-hmm. when they all, when he confronts everybody uh, in that particular situation and then the laughter starts happening, that's the creepiest thing I think I've seen, man. Uh, I got, yeah. got my hair standing up. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, man, he's going to wind right, up in a right. pot. That's not good. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. get the hell out of there. And that, that, yeah, was, I, didn't, I, I didn't actually direct them to do that, that little bit. Like, they just started laughing. And I was like, that was, I'm creeped, I'm creeped out just witnessing this behind the camera. You know, they were just, they were just in it. They were in it. And so, you know, we, I like to do long takes. And so they, you know, um, part of that scene is, is, is like these these cult members, the mountain people, they're like channeling, and they're all together, like oming and looking up at the sky together. They're holding one another, and like I don't know, you can't get human beings together, you know, doing something like that in unison without without there being some reality or some feeling or some unity within that group, even though it's like you know imaginary circumstances, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you know, it had a by the end by the a few takes in, like they they were dialed in and they were you know, kind of becoming unified, mm. uh, you know, uh, cult and the mountain people. And they kind of would just, they kind of just were taking things into their own hands and, and, and understood it. And so like when they started laughing in that scene, that was them. And that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool to witness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Super creepy. Super creepy. This movie I really, really enjoyed. It's out now. Um, it's all over the place, right? People watch it on their streaming uh, sites and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on uh, it's on all the platforms. I can I can pull up a list real quick um, in just like thirty seconds. Uh, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu, Microsoft Store, Xbox, uh, you know, cable providers, Comcast, Xfinity, Spectrum, Cox, 
Verizon, Shaw, and, and also DirecTV, AT&T, and uh, Dish Network, and uh, as well as Sling TV. So that's the whole that's the whole bit. But anywhere you can, uh, you know, access video on demand, um, films. That's that's where it'll be. So it's a it's a click and play right now. It's not on a streamer yet. It'll go on a streamer probably in November. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, you've done it again, John. You've done it again. Oh, um, you know. Thank you. I don't Thank know. You. I don't know if it's you have a, a wife or a partner or something, but they can breathe a sigh of relief. Because, well, for at least a week, because then you're probably going to start on the next pro. I know how you filmmakers are, you know. You've always yeah. got something going. Um, yeah, I'm starting, yeah. I'm starting what's next already. I'm, I'm already starting on what's next. So, I'm, I'm you know, yeah. I need to. So this is already a year ago. You have to. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's fantastic, and I can't wait to see more. You know, I need to have Thank a John you. Garcia Film Festival night here. That's what I need to do. Um, well, because you, know, you, you obviously are good at your – say again? I've made 11 movies, so that's possible, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, man. The, uh, the one you were talking about, Luz is it called? L-U-Z? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll now, I want to check that out, too. It's good. It's, oh, it's really good. Yeah, uh, I mean, it may be a little long for some people's taste, but there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot in there that, that I think we haven't seen, and and uh, you know, in uh, American, Latin movies especially, you know, just kind of exploration of, of masculinity and and within within Latino culture, you know, and very very inspired mm. by, by 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 Moonlight um, when that came out, that really, you know, that really hit me, and I, I wanted to I wanted to tell I wanted to tell a uh, a story about Latin culture, masculinity, and the LGBT um, sort of idealisms of, of, of or, the, or the perception through like uh, Latin culture, you know, with Catholicism, et cetera. You know, it just oh, um, yeah. it it became something I wanted to tell. So that's what that's where um, and that's where Luz lived, you know, um, in that space. You know, I made a a, a few films, uh, you know, actually about uh, about the Mormon community. You know, uh, I made three of. I made a trilogy mm. films. Of, a couple of uh, Mormon missionaries that fall in love with their mission in opposition of their church and their community. And mm. that was my debut. And so I, I've been making a lot of LGBTQ films throughout my career. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an ally and uh, I know I've been, I've, I've done, I've, I've done some activism, uh, you know, within my career for, for the LGBT, um, you know, issues, um, et cetera. And, um, and this and this film, uh, you know, actually has a couple of LGBT stories storylines in it as well. You know. Um, oh yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely. That that that, uh, that poor girl with the phone. That was actually our, our our producer was like, uh, Lacey Todd was also she was a producer and the assist, uh, assistant director, and she starred in the movie, mm. and so she she must have been just like. Going, you know what I mean? Having a jump from from oh, one yeah. hat to the, geez, and you know, and it was funny because she would she would uh, she would assist and direct the rest of the day after playing River uh, with her with her wig on because it was glued to her head. She couldn't just take it off, so she'd literally oh, yeah. be wearing the alopecia. Yeah, yeah, the alopecia. Yeah, right. Well, it's, exactly. it's amazing. You know, and I think I think John, one of the greatest things um, also, in addition to to making your art, is your your giving those those themes visibility. And I think that's so important for people, uh, especially young people to see and whatnot. 
Um, we have a very good family friend um, who is Cuban, you know, here in South Florida. And, um, you know, <laughs> it recently announced that her roommate, well, maybe just a little more than a roommate, you know, to her Cuban parents and family. And, of course, that's going about how, you know, John, you would know, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. you know how that goes. Yeah. And we're all trying to be real sort of in real understanding. Uh, but, you know, you bring up a big a, a big part of that is, is there's a big cultural, there's a lot of cultural baggage behind that, that, um, you know, that uh, another uphill battle, you know, unfortunately, it's just the, the times we live. And, and I've, yeah, I've made two uh, films go into that, you know. And but but you're you're in South Florida, and actually our you know two of our two of our leads are from uh, uh, three of our actors are from are from Miami, but two of our leads are, are yeah. uh, and Dean and Carla are from Miami, you know. So uh, yeah, we should have had them on the call too, you know. Next time, next time, yeah, well, next time, next time, we'll get a hold of them. We can always I'll always have uh, guests from your films on, John, because uh, it's it, like I said, it's a great film. And I want everybody to see it. And um, I know I've kept you a little longer than I said. I apologize about that. You're fascinating to talk to. But I'm going to let you get ready for your next next interview and everything. I just want to tell you, if you ever have one of those mornings, John, where you wake up and you're like, I don't know if I can do it today, um, you should do it because you're real, real good at what you do. You know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, man, I really appreciate it. Really kind of you. I have, no one's told me that on any interview yet, and that's really, it's really sweetie, man. I really taking that to heart. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. I just speak the truth. I just call it like I see it, man. Hey, everybody. Again, the name of this film is Summoning the Spirit. We have links up on our show page and uh, wherever this, when this is converted to a podcast, it will be blasted out everywhere. Um, but yeah, go over to the Instagram, like and follow. You can see a lot of cool uh, scenes over there on Instagram, uh, behind the scenes and this and that. And uh, it's great. And also we have a link to the IMDb page where you can find out all kinds of cool stuff uh, about the film. And, and, you know, click over to John Garcia and check his work out and whatnot. John, keep at it, man. You're doing real, real good. You got, I think you got a winner here. If this is a horse, I'd bet on it. That's what I'm saying, you know. Good film. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I hope it's received well. I'm, um, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm really elated that you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I watched it twice. <laughs> you know, I watched it twice. Really? So, uh, yeah. And hey, I just want to tell people too: when you watch, and supporting independent film is so important, and especially right now, you know, with the strike and all that going on. Um, yeah. You know, you got to support these films and these people work so hard. Um, and, and like John said, you know, they they don't have a twenty foot screen to block out the sun and stuff. They're doing the best they can with this and and making great stuff. It's um, it's very important. One of the ways you can support, in addition to watching the film, is wherever you watch it. They all these sites, all these places have a place for you to leave a review. Leave a review. You don't have to write a doctoral thesis or anything. Just a couple sentences, you know. What did you think of it? Hey, I really like blah, 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 you know, or, or this or that or whatever. Um, that helps with the algorithm, and it, it kind of, uh, you know, pinball machine a little bit. Nobody's going to get that reference, but um, it's going to help is my point. 
um, completely. Yeah, it's a good completely. thing. Completely, it, it definitely helps, and it definitely helps when people, you know, when people, you know, talk talk about the work and, and talk about how they feel about it. You know, like whether it's good or bad. You know, it's it's, it's all. Mm-hmm. You know, I I take things from the bad reviews. You know, I you know I I've I've thought about you know even posting some of them. I haven't had the guts to do that yet, but one day, you know, <laughs> one day, you know. I'm telling um, you. Yeah. And and listeners out there, I just want to say, I uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys listening to the show and everything. I sincerely hope, in my heart of hearts, um, you never see one of your wife's weirdo friends on a missing poster outside a liquor store. Um, I really, really hope that doesn't happen to you. Because <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> It ain't good. No, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Funny, that's funny. Um, cool, man. Great scene. And yeah. I don't even want—I don't even want to make any jokes about it, but I will say this: the uh, the final scene. There, I mean, you know, at that point, you know what's kind of going on, but I thought that was really well done as well. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, very I wish cool. I, could, I wish I could talk about that more too, because. So much went into that, and Carrie Peterbaugh, um, who was doing, uh, who was handling the Bigfoot outfits, uh, you know, she really, she really created, you know, some magic there. You know, it was, it was her handiwork. She's the one that kept Bigfoot. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work to keep somebody uh, safe in a, in a in a in a very hot suit. You know, uh, at the end oh, of summer, yeah. uh, you know, no, you gotta, yeah. they, they need their own PA to hydrate them. They're they're forty to fifty percent hotter than anybody else, you know, and uh, those those suits can build bacteria really quick. So you got to wash it out with, with alcohol or vodka every night, and you know, and, mm. and uh, you know, she kept uh, she kept the bigfoot suit looking good, you know. That was her job, and she killed it. And in addition, fantastic. Well, John, thank you for making this film, and you know, keep making it, man. I can't wait to have you on again. Yeah, man. I, I yeah, I'd love to talk to you again. So I'm, I've got some more stuff in the works. We'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. I know that. I'm positive. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, John's got it's it's release day, man. He's the film dropped today, so he's got a lot to do. <laughs> it's a bit, believe me, those people not in the in in the film world and whatnot. This is the big day, folks. This is a big day. A lot going on. A lot going on. Um, we're going to, and I got to get out of here, uh, as well. I'm heading over to the hospital, uh, to see the, the missus and, uh, drop off, uh, uh, some paperwork and some crystals. Yeah, she needs some crystals there. Um, so, and I'm gladly doing it. Anyhow, we will see you next time, uh, which I believe is tomorrow, folks. And, um, we will, uh, is it tomorrow or Wednesday? I know it's Wednesday. I've got tomorrow off. So, or tomorrow is Wednesday. What the hell am I saying? I don't have tomorrow off. Tomorrow night, right. we will be back. Tomorrow there night. Yeah, I know. I got all turned around here. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah, our show is... Yeah, I know. I know, right? Yeah, John, who releases a film on a Tuesday? No, I'm, I'm messing with you, man. I know that's how things work sometimes, you know? Right. Um, he's happy it's released. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they I'm didn't happy. Change... I, uh... They didn't change the title 15 times. I've, I've seen that happen a lot. <laughs> you know? I mean, we changed it once. You know, and and there was uh, there was a series of titles that we were considering, and Bigfoot was in all of them. 
and then we decided to go with Summoning in the Spirit, you know, but, but um, you know, we we wanted to be sure that people knew it was a Bigfoot movie. So we had a... Had oh, a, yeah? We had put some Bigfoot on, put some Bigfoot on the, on the artwork to represent... <laughs> That's a good. That's a good graphic too. I like that. That is well done. And um, yeah, it tells you all you need to know right there, man. <laughs> you know? There you go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, Les is med- meditating, and there's a uh, two Sasquatch there. All right, we're in. Cool. Um, <laughs> nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. And folks, mm-hmm. just be aware. You know, be nice to them, but not too nice when your wife's barefoot weirdo friends show up. Uh, oh God. <laughs> Not good. Anyhow, anyhow, thanks so much, John, for being on the show and taking time. I really appreciate it. You rock, and uh, you. keep making these great films. I'll talk to you soon, thanks. man. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, again, uh, the name of the film, Summoning the Spirit, uh, co-written and directed by Mr. John Garcia, who we were just talking to. We uh, convert all of our shows at the uh, at the end. That's what I'm going to be doing right now, actually, um, after I get done here, is uh, convert this to a podcast. That's when we add in all the commercials and whatnot. But wait, you may be saying to yourself, you know what? I like Jamie's podcast, and I, I like the show and whatnot. But, man, even though he's got the coolest sponsors and advertisers in the world, I am just sick of hearing commercials. I, I hate it. I don't want to do it. Well, no problem. Just uh, go over to my website, jamierocks.us, uh, um, and scroll down a little bit there, and, and you can see a link to our uh, our Patreon, our VIPs. And um, there's different tiers. Everybody knows how Patreon works, you know. But um, any of the tiers, even the lower ones, um, you get access to all the podcasts ad-free, commercial-free, because, you know, you're a VIP now when you sign up. So there you go, baby. Um and you also get free access to the hottest clubs, uh, but I just don't have time right now to list them all. So uh, maybe next time, no, you don't get to go to any clubs, folks. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you do get the podcast for free, ad free. So how about that? How about that? Very, very cool. We will, um, and you can also see on my website my latest paintings for sale and the merch store and all that kind of. All things Jamie Rocks over there. Very, very cool. Okay, well, we're out of here. We will see you next time, and um, which will be tomorrow. Have a good one, and uh, be safe out there, everybody. Hey, and it's wicked hot. I don't know any place in the country that isn't – there isn't some jerk walking around going, eh, how about this heat, huh? Yeah, it's hot. Um, hotter than, you know, every day on the news, at least here, we're like, well, we broke another record yesterday. It's hot, so be smart when you're working outside or if you're outside for whatever reason, you know, carry those bottles of water around and use them, man. Stay hydrated. Something I learned in the rave culture a long time ago, uh, it's very important to stay hydrated. It is, Um, whether you're wearing a Bigfoot suit or not. Uh, Yeah, keep drinking that water, folks. We will talk to you next time. Have a good one. We'll see you soon. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. 
Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Love Talk Radio. 